Welcome to Three is the Magic Number, the podcast where we ask guests to come on the show and talk to us about their three favourite things. I'm your host, Renfrey Deadman, and as ever, joining me, fuzzy faced, he's fuzzy haired, he's fuzzy natured. <laughs> he's fuzzy Matt Hughes. How Hi. are you doing, Matt? I'm very good, thank you very much. I'm I'm fuzzy, warm and happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice and nice and cozy in my very sweaty top floor room. How are you? Yeah, I'm in a top floor room now as oh my god, the sun overbearing. Oh. But bar that I'm fine. I'm really, really good. I'm Magic. really happy to be back on the three is the magic number horse. Yeah. And here we are, back with a vengeance and with an absolutely fabby dabby doso guest in the form of Arcane Roots, or ex Arcane Roots singer, I should say, Andrew Groves. Yeah. Bit of a legend mm. uh, of our time, in my yeah. opinion. You've worked with Andrew extensively, haven't you, Matt? I have. Yes, yes. Me and Andrew, we go way back. Mm. Yes, I've managed Arcane Roots and I worked with them as a PR and and um, they're just, you know, they're a wonderful band. They were a wonderful band and Andy is a really lovely man and he's a good friend and it's been a real, it was a real pleasure. It was really a real high point of my kind of career in music and having anything to do with them i mean he's as a band all of them but andy especially just so insanely talented i adore everything that he's um he's put out and recorded i really do i just think they're a fabulous band yeah if you are unaware of arcane roots um then we have just done you a massive favor by uh telling you about this band uh, go on to spotify and check out their well they did well two albums and a couple of eps as well all of it's amazing like they didn't do anything. Two bad. albums, three EPs, and some That's extra, right, extra yeah. singles. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were just an astonishing band who had an amazing mini run. And uh, yeah, things were going real well, but unfortunately, it all imploded. But what an incredible, incredible band! And Andrew's talking to us about his top three anime. Now, neither you nor I really watch all that anime, much anime at all. Really, do we? Not anymore. It's quite difficult to watch it with children in the house because there's a lot of it's a lot of violent naughty beaty beaty punchy punchy sexy booby things going on quite quite often there is yes yes Uh, so i've been told but Um, yeah i i i i've barely i think i get into it in this chat but i mean bar studio ghibli and, and i'm not even sure if that's really true anime i haven't really delved into the anime world at all so this was a real education for both uh me and matt and hopefully it'll be a bit of education for you as well. I know that um, Andrew put this together as a sort of beginner's guide. So mm. if you know loads and loads and loads about this, these are quite obvious choices, apparently. So I, so, so we've been yeah, told, just taking Andrew's word for this. Sure. But um, yeah, we had a really big epic chat on these uh, on these titans mm. of, uh, oh, oh. Uh, of uh, anime. So let's head on over to the conversation, shall we? Let's do it. Let's dive into the pool of chat. Yeah, here's myself, Matt, and Andrew Rose talking about their top. Here's, <laughs> <laughs> here's me, Matt, and Andrew Rose talking about his top three anime. And I am absolutely delighted to say that joining us down the line from 
Scandinavia or the Icelands, uh, not the shop, uh, is uh, Mr. Andrew Groves. How are you, buddy? Very, very well. Thank you very much. How are you, lovely guys in in sunny England? I reckon you've got more sun than I do. It's very sunny. It is quite sunny, actually. I I look like a ghost on this Zoom chat (laughs) uh, for some reason. Um, It's just the way that the sun enters into my room. Uh, But this is an auditory medium, so um, that's... So we have to do a lot of audio descriptions of uh, (laughs) hand movements, hand gestures. Iceland is a fascinating country, and you you moved there, oh, a couple of years ago now? Nearly nearly three years. It's it's, gone by really quickly. How, like, a bit of a random question to start with, but how is it living in the Iceland? You know what? It's lovely. It's, I can imagine. Um, you know when you move, or if you've ever been somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, this place is amazing," and, I'm, and then yeah. the, you see the locals, and they're like, eh. "Like they don't yes. seem very nonplussed about it." So we've tried to make like a vow to never feel that way. You know, yeah. like you, yeah. um, if you grew up somewhere, you you, you take it for granted. But um, yeah, no, it's it's people here have been lovely, and we've been lucky to you know have some really. Uh, good friends like help us settle in and and you know it's a very small place you know like it's uh, tiny it's it's it is tiny but um as far as obviously with the, everything going on in the past year it's it's been lovely and just having you know the quiet and obviously the 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 nature to to be able to turn to and the the kind of vista if that makes sense. and obviously most yeah. recently the volcano has been pretty fun so um. i was very lucky to get a job in Reykjavik. uh not uh, not like a full-time job mm. but just um just uh, reviewing a show for metal hammer a couple of years ago and um i absolutely loved the place i was only there for 24 hours or so oh, no. um but what an incredible place um have you been to iceland's matt no just the shop i have not yet <laughs> been over unfortunately i've wanted to go many times for the music festivals and mm. to see Andrew, Hello. and to see the you know, Fanny, Fanny, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, fancy whoa, 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 fancy <laughs> lights, the fancy lights, the, fancy the, lights. the, the northern lights, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, because I think you you posted Andrew, you posted some video, like maybe a few months ago, where you guys sort of went after, like you were driving through the night and you went and you posted some videos of the the fancy lights, the, fancy and, lights. Um, the northern lights. The it's northern not lights. difficult, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, they, it's a, again, it's one of those, um, when I lived in London, I never went to see Big Ben, I never went to Madame Tussauds or anything like that. And, and, uh, That's the way, yeah. And then, funnily enough, we would only sort of endeavour to really go out into the countryside, particularly when our friends came out. And, and obviously in the last year, we had no friends come out because <laughs> uh, uh, mm. we feel like obliged to show people around and, you know, and uh, we kind of have sort of two Icelands, like we used to come here on holiday pretty much every year in December and we used to stay out in the boonies for that and that was kind of that's like holiday Iceland but now living in Reykjavik this is like we never actually spent much time here really so it's kind of become two worlds and we've been trying to like consolidate those worlds and and make kind of more more effort to kind of uh, uh, sort of get out uh, 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 you know more often and and kind of unite those two worlds uh, of kind of holiday Iceland even now mm-hmm. we're living here you know as long as we have but I mean you you do that don't you like you have people like I live in London I've lived in London since 98 when people come up and visit you're like oh let's go do London stuff exactly yeah you know and mo- I mean I don't do any London stuff now because children and a global pandemic but you know before <coughs> that you kind of like parents come up and you're like let's go to Kew Gardens let's go yeah, yeah, to, yeah. you know a bridge and it's always nice uh, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. friend my friend was very passionate about those kinds of activities 
and we had a, sm a small sort of summer where we went and sort of did all these very touristic London uh, activities and we were like man this is great <laughs> like it's it's round the corner you know like mm. you forget that you have access to so many things there we're going to more foreign climes i suppose for your sure. pick really because Smooth. <laughs> thank you um i do do this for a living because andrew <laughs> you have decided to uh put top uh, oh god i say i do this for a living and yeah. then i screw up that Take sentence two. unbelievable you decided to go for your top three anime so i wanted to ask you first of all just as a little intro to this i, I mean first of all we're going to confess we've probably already said in the intro um mm. which we haven't actually recorded yet but we've probably already said in the intro me and matt are not super super au fait with anime but I want to find out a little bit more about your relationship with anime and when that started. When did you start getting into all that kind of stuff? Oh, it's funny you ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it a bit of a curveball, right? I um, yeah. I mean, so like first and foremost, you know, my job is to kind of be excited about things, I suppose, and then write about them or try and find a different take on something or or a new narrative. You know, I mean, I I think. I think everyone can attest to wanting to feel something about, you know, like if you cry in a film or, you you know, or something really touches you or you think about it afterwards. Something that stays with you. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And like, yeah. you know, it's kind of a fix, isn't it? It's kind of what we're mm. all looking for is that next thing, you know, that's going to, that next series or whatever that's going to kind of really um, excite you. And it was actually during when we were recording Melancholia Hymns, and a big shout out to my good friend Carla Mundy. She was sort of staying with us uh, at the time. Uh, she was a photographer uh, for for us mm. in the band. And, Huge um, shout out to Carla, who's yeah, a lovely, lovely person. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's basically, this is all down to her, really. It's her fault. Oh, okay. I was recording uh, a lot of uh, the album in my house at the time. Um, and so, uh, as anyone who's worked from home, makes for some incredibly unhealthy work hours and work ethics. So we, we, a lot of us can probably exactly. I, yeah. I think I can relate. Yeah, I think with the last yeah, year, yeah, yeah exactly. In the last it's year, just, yeah, yeah. There's always something you can do. There's always something that can be done. If you're yeah. doing something else, you could be working. Um, and yeah. certainly, when it comes to something that you know is meant to be your best work, then that that can be a quite a hard thing to to, to balance. So um, I used to play a game with Carla that when I'd finished or decided to finish working, that she would choose me some something random to to help me switch off I, I had a lot of problems like sleeping and, and just just turning off so I think by the time we'd like completed most of Netflix I think um one day she was just scrolling through and she was like oh I used to have the book of that and I was like well what is it she was like oh it's like a, an anime thing and I was like oh uh, well fine I don't care like just just anything um and so this isn't on on the list um and again I'm gonna uh, preface this with all all my choices here are the equivalent of me going on here and be like guys have you heard of Jimi hendrix um uh, <laughs> okay this in the anime the world most yeah. normiest uh, uh picks in the world and i've okay and i've chosen them for this reason because i've had such a uh, such a like an interesting and exciting experience with it and i had no interest in it before i think maybe i'd seen some of the studio ghibli stuff and I think, you know, I mean, South Park, like, well, Simpsons, does that count? You know, kind of thing. Like, I had no real well, it's interest not, in Yeah, it? it's not anime, is no, it? I mean, it's no, animation. Exactly. animation. But yeah, like Spirited Away and, and the kind of yeah. traditional. Yeah. Studio Ghibli is kind of like, that's what I know 
and that's about it exactly yeah i've done spirited away kiki's delivery service how's moving castle but beyond that i don't know like i've never i've just never jumped in exactly Uh, and um so this uh, particular one which isn't on the list i've kind of tried to go for kind of ones i'm into at the moment was one called death note and um we watched like one episode and i think my wife had just gone to bed as we were watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like so much happened in the first episode. And I was like gripped. I was like, man, this is a great, a great story. You know, like, okay. So we're like, oh, okay, well, let's do this. And it's about, they're about 20 minutes long. And the format is really interesting. And I'm, I'm assuming that's because it's come from a, from a graphic point of view where like you've got to tell a story in however many frames, you know, mm. like, or a conversation in however many, you don't, you wouldn't, detail an entire conversation if that makes sense in you know from box to box it would get quite boring and quite static so Mm. i found that they moved quite quickly and it just became a thing where we were like oh at the end of the day we'll watch an episode of of death note and very quickly we finished death note um and then it was like okay well what next and so kind of like any other fetish i suppose you you sort of start going oh does anybody else like anime (laughs) like you know like forum or something you know hmm. and then i'm Comfort- just kind of comfortable with calling it a fetish well you know what i mean though <laughs> you know like it's like you know you realize you've got something and you're like okay how do i you know how do i uh, uh yeah hobby, I find, find yeah, others yeah, yeah. You, you have know. that itch yeah, yeah, yeah. and you need to scratch it yeah yeah like vibe so i've watched death note what next and um yeah and it was it was just incredible it just took so many risks and and like i i particularly have a very dark and morbid interest in things i like the worst possible scenarios to happen i love it when films or anything like that just ends in a way you don't expect or it's just like well that's life you know good people don't win you know the kind Mm. of thing i love that feeling i like anything that is an interesting element and and for me like that and i think soon after that i was i got into like tokyo ghoul and a few others that people were recommending me like oh they're really kind of dark and more adult Mm. so but not not having that like tied in a neat bow hollywood ending that like we're not so used to seeing in the western a- world and I just guess. like for example like with even starting out with death note like even immediately like you know if you thought game of thrones or anything like that took risks and and, and kind of there's no problems with killing the main character or, or anything yeah. like that but like yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the you know the elements like for example i mean with this in the first episode long story short this guy he's like a sort of very popular good-looking genius uh, and he finds this book um that basically says if you write someone's name in this book they will die in 60 seconds or whatever and mm. he tries it out uh, and you kind of he's meant to be this model student and he's like well like i could get rid of all the bad people so like let's just do it like scientifically let's just sort of try this out and yeah so he 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 tries it out and then like very methodically and incredibly like what's great is that every time you i don't know you second guess something you're like oh well that wouldn't happen in real life or you wouldn't do Mm. it like that or you Mm. know you have those thoughts like when you're watching a series or you're like oh i know how this is going to end this guy is meant to be a genius this guy like yagami i think his name was and he is a genius in the thing like you every time you're thinking like oh he's you know like that's a mistake or he shouldn't have done this or whatever they will second guess you. They know you're thinking that, or they've kind of twisted it in that way. And like by the end of the episode, I think he's killed the majority of the criminals in Japan or whatever. Mm. And 
this kind of demon that apparently made this book sort of comes down to sort of talk to him and he's like this has happened a few times before but no one's quite killed as many people as you have um and it becomes this and that's like the first episode it goes from like mm. finding the book to killing like thousands in 20 minutes and it, yeah and and but the idea he's like well i'm going to be this like benevolent god i'm going to be the killer this cura and there'll be justice in the world and look at all and he thinks it's like this good thing and people are going to be so happy about it he has these rules that he follows um and he's like set up all these safeguards that you know that would protect him against it like he is a genius if that makes sense but grade a student good looking guy his, his father is like the police chief and it's this kind of facade and he even like schedules it into his day when he's going to do this killing and the end of the episode at uh, literally episode one they get this special investigator to come on and he goes on to uh, tv and he's like oh you know we've had this obvious like you know crime you know this, these people are dying and the rule in the book is that you need to have the person's name and look at their face and have their face in your mind and that's how they you, you wouldn't get someone with the same name mm. and this guy on the on the news is what it is like cool you know you know my name's l i'm gonna find this killer i'm gonna stop this you know the police we're gonna stop this so obviously the guy like yagami is like idiot La, 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 writes his name in the book and he's like see ya you know you're not going to stop this kind of thing and obviously mm. in 60 seconds the guy dies mm. screen goes blank and they go okay so we've worked out that whoever's doing this needs to see maybe their face and have their name and we've been showing this systematically around the different prefectures of japan so now we know which prefecture this killer lives in uh, i'm obviously the real l um, and that guy obviously did die i'm gonna catch you you know and like that's episode one like mm. and we were like where did all this you know come from and we were hooked you know from that point on and you see most people at the end of the day they like to have a nice cup of peppermint tea <laughs> settle down just death. just work things out in their mind what to, what's been today what's the story of today and how can i prepare best for tomorrow do you know what I think I'll watch a little cheeky bit of Death Note. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throw it in there. I mean, it sounds yeah. amazing. It sounds a very, very modern horror. It's it like a sounds... psych literally a psychological thriller. Um, yeah, it sounds bonkers. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Does that um your 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 experience with uh, anime, Matt? We had a brief chat before this, mm. and it's basically Akira, is it not? Like, do you know much more? Is there much more anime that you are aware of? Or... So, so I'm. I think I feel like I say this in every podcast, regardless of who we talk to. But I'm older than both of you by quite a bit. When I was a teenager, it was kind of when anime and manga first sort of hit over mm. here so yeah. we first started getting vhs the copies 1800s, wasn't it? it was I the think, 1800s yeah. and uh no it was it was vhs copies of stuff was was kind of coming into comic book stores i'm a comic book collector i read comics when i was younger and someone sort of handed a copy of akira um the comic book to me and said you should check this out and i'd never read any japanese anime i'd never read um, any manga I'd never seen a storyboard laid out quite like that you know mm. and this isn't a diss to, to DC or Marvel or Image Comics or any of the American or Western comics because they're incredible as well but it was just it was mind-blowing the way that they lay their pages out the way mm. that the speech is laid out and is patterned across the pages it was just amazing and I was I was totally hooked with Akira and as, and as an obsession I still sort of have and I did follow it up you know we were 17 18 years old so we did sort of go okay well what's the next thing the fist of the north star was the next kind of sure. big import you know when I was younger 
and that was about a dude who can punch really hard essentially <laughs> uh and then there was just a lot ghost in the shell was yeah. you know so you had a lot of those kind of things and then they started to get a bit sexy mm. uh you know with phallic tongues and sure. you know kind of you know teenage girls in short skirts and and, it, and that was kind of it i was like do you know what i think i've got what i'm gonna get from this and sure. and like you guys have been talking about studio ghibli i've mm. i've watched a bunch of those movies and i have kind of gone back but i just think after that initial rush of excitement about it mm. you know that i still have for some of those movies especially obviously akira it did wane somewhat when it got a bit juicy and i think you know following this conversation the the the, I, the sound of death note is absolutely up my street like mm. totally don't watch the film if mm. if you see the film on net there's an a, a light real life adaptation set it on fire yeah um, I, I, it, I did <laughs> i do i do when you were talking about it i was like i think i've seen a trailer for this movie i think yeah. andy's describing yeah. a movie I, mean, I think like death note and, and a few of the others and that's kind of why i've chosen again anime anime fans here rolling your eyes i have watched much more cultured um uh, you know <laughs> b-sided rare tracks deep cuts the, <laughs> yeah, deep cuts exactly. <laughs> Speaking of definite, like it's quite an old. It's it's like certainly quite old compared to two thousand and three to two thousand and six. Yeah. Wikipedia, yeah. So it's a TV. It's like a TV show that you were watching, right? But mm. I'm guessing it was also a comic book. Is a manga as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, not with what I've picked today, but um, common beef is is the obviously the source material versus the anime adaptation yeah yeah um, yeah but everyone always seems the, to be it's the, eter- it's the eternal it's beef the it's the eternal yeah. beef yeah. Yeah. So the eternal, eternal beef, beef. <laughs> and i think i think that is like because it's so small and short and i can like just sort of watch little bits of it and and just sort of watch it a little bit in the morning while i eat my breakfast or something and then go it's like really great for kind of just that, that quick kind of little fix of something different it's bite-sized yeah and, so you and definitely fit a, it into a busy schedule and like yeah. a barrier yeah. to entry i think for people is definitely the animated thing definitely like i think people kind of like was oh, it for kids and definitely yeah like some of the the more um overt uh, uh nature of of it i mean overt um, is putting it lightly overt, yeah it's <laughs> and, and it's yeah. it's an interesting thing like definitely the more modern ones are kind of a little more wise to that and i think certainly like the female characters are given a lot more weight and a lot more kind of um slightly better writing than the, than the usual kind of helpless damsel in distress or, or mm. kind of, you know, yeah. archetype. Uh, yeah. I think that is moving on. Like you're saying, Matt, I, something I'm obsessed with right now is like format and narrative yeah. and story and how different. And even like you're saying, I, I recently took the plunge and I was like, these some of these picks, I'm going to get the mangas and start going through them. And the choices are really interesting to me. Even like the facial expressions because you've got to tell a story in so little frame it's not like a book so you don't need to describe what's going on and you haven't got that much space for text so you need to kind of show what's going on it's like interesting what they choose like why have they shown i don't know like show that expression by like losing their eyes and what does that mean yeah do you know what i mean and also like the decisions in the drawings and as, as we go on there's some certain scenes where i've been like I love that they've done that. And the best way I can kind of describe it for like musicians would be like, imagine if you were listening to a record and then the record changed while you were listening to it. So let's say you're like, oh, this song, it's going to play on a vinyl, but the next song is going to play on a CD because it needs to be, you know, super high quality or whatever. And then this other bit yeah. of the, the song 
well, that's going to play on a cassette because it needs to have the cassette sound. And it's like the format changes to fit the emotion or the uh, like and even the drawing style and when they choose to like make more erratic uh, uh, kind of strokes or like when they choose to sort of um, uh, essentially lower the bit rate if that makes sense make it like mm. less detailed and, and those choices even like the colors of the background I've noticed they change and, and how they lay things out and just how many frames are on the page mm. for me that's that's super interesting that's like really up my alley if that makes sense at the moment yeah i mean so. i mean a lot of manga that i've got i mean i've got i'm looking at one over there that's um that's one called i'm a hero um mm. and like with akira it's it's almost an absence of color in them mm. you know a lot of them are just 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 the just the frames to so just the mm. pen you know the pencil or the pen and, and mm. you know it's just black and white and that brings this real attention draws real attention to expression and emotion and location mm. and direction and like you said it's all you know it's all incredibly interesting but we should get to your picks sure let's yes Andrew let's get to your first pick what is what is your first choice so my first and, and funnily enough I think if Death Note was kind of the gateway drug this is you know a trip to Camden okay uh, this one is called Attack on Titan or Shingeki no Kyojin and it's kind of um it's like kind of the Avengers of of uh, um, the anime world I would say at the moment Okay. I think next year it officially finishes, but this year is the last season. And I think the manga ended in April, which is like essentially the end of, you know, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. He's finished it, guys, kind of thing. And it's this, it's been going on for a really, I don't even, I think actually, Renfrew, you may even have. Uh, started in 2009, apparently, we go. and and is finishing April 9th, 2021. So actually it finished a month ago as we record this. Yes, yes. yeah. For all intents and purposes, basically imagine a fairly, maybe further than medieval, but kind of fairly medieval-like existence. And they live in these kind of rings of walls. And again, this is very much a, a, a mirror of the class system. Uh, so the idea is that if you imagine kind of sort of three donuts inside each other, mm -hmm. people obviously on the outside, obviously more vulnerable to attack. Uh, and obviously as you further you go in, and the, this is how the class systems kind of Working work. Working class, middle class. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there are these things called titans, which imagine they're just sort of very big humans. And mm. they are on the outside of the walls. And the idea, kind of like the film The Village, uh, M. Night, mm -hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's. Similar kind of concept in as much as don't go out of the walls, you know, basically. And there are forbidden books of like what the sea looks like and all this kinds of stuff. And it's this, the tale of this sort of group of friends and the main character, uh, Aaron Yeager. And again, first episode, things move very quickly from relative happiness to ultimate sadness. Mm. What I like about this series so much is that it just tears through characters and the story writing is so good that it doesn't matter. You know, there is a, maybe a, an analogy to Game of Thrones in that sense where, like, you know, they were killing off characters all the time. Yeah. The idea is that basically this guy, Aaron, he wants to join the scouts to fight these titans, go outside the walls and fight these titans. And it does that for, like two three seasons and you're like this is the world you know this is this is it's going to be about this fight and there's kind of a goal and all the mm. usual kind of like you know i'm gonna montage i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna do this i'm gonna you know and that's exactly where it gets you is that even you know like the the animation is is amazing i think studio wit did it amazing kind of action scenes and all this kind of stuff and they've got all these kind of sort of uh, sort of grappling hook like things and swords and you know really exciting and great kind of traditional you know male heroine 
characters, but also these incredibly strong female characters. And that, that was kind of really nice to see, you know, and all these kind of generals and, and, and to kind of see a bit less of, of, like you were saying earlier in that. What's great is then they just take risks and then you get to like season four and I can't think of any other medium that could really get away with doing this. Is that the twists are so big and seismic. I, I just don't think there's any other medium that could get away with it. It would be like telling a, telling a I don't know, like a, having a rom-com and then in the middle of the rom-com it zooms out and it turns out the world is actually a marble being played by an alien. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and and you just couldn't get away with that twist. Do you know what I mean? It's just so yeah. big zoom out, like of like, mm. you know, you thought this was the plot. It's not the plot. And mm. there's a whole season where you're just like, what is going on? And then suddenly it links. And now that's what's happening it, it, basically in these last series. And considering it was such a kind of normie anime and everyone, of course, everyone likes Attack on Titan kind of thing. Mm. And like I say, the the... the the depths they will go to of just sadness, sadness, sadness. Like you, mm. you think you're going to get through this, this battle. No, it's just like, here's the guy. He's going to, he's the best. He's going to do everything. He, he's the best at fighting. He's, it's his first time. Here we go. He's, oh, this is going to change. Oh, he's died. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the person next to him has committed suicide because he was like, well, if he can't do it, I can't do it dead. And it just, is relentless, like you know, kind of like this. I mean, parallels are definitely it sounds like uh, with The Walking Dead for me. Sure, I mean, yeah. Maybe less so the TV show, which I've sort of dipped in and out of because mm. it 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 dips in quality and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you know, that's a series that started and has just finished on its, I think thirty one. I think it had thirty one volumes sure. and it finished. And a similar sort of thing, I guess. It's so hugely popular. Mm. And, you know, people saying that they love The Walking Dead, maybe some people would be like, oh, it's so, do you know I mean, it's sure. so big and huge and stuff. But it's not. It's horrible and dark mm. and it kills off its characters yeah, yeah. Mm. and it has crazy twists and it jumps all over the place and it's bleak and it's nasty. Absolutely. And it has strong female, young, mm. old characters. Mm. But yeah, Attack, I, I don't know. I do, I've never even heard of Attack on Titan. It sounds absolutely up up my street. I think it's it's such a shame when death... Um, you know, death is meant to be the ultimate kind of bad thing that can happen to someone, or mm. certainly one of them. And there's so many. Like, I remember getting. <laughs> this is a little bit of a strange reference, but I remember getting like really fed up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> because great Buffy, TV yeah, show. man, it, 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 is, it is a great TV. It is a great TV show, mm. but Buffy dies like two or three times, sure. and it's like. That. Whoa, <laughs> that's a good yeah, point. I'm trying it really is quite old. To spoil anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's and here um... comes Renfrey with his Buffy dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's all right now. I mean, it started in 1996. Carry on. If you've not watched it by now, come on. Man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but like when death isn't kind of uh, as when you dismiss it and mm. it's not the big, it, it should be a big deal. But if you keep bringing back characters and bringing them back to life i mean i have a you know matt might just i know you're a much a huge marvel fan or, or stuff like that but there's a bit of an issue with that in the the marvel stuff and even the dc stuff to an extent it's like death doesn't always mean death it doesn't always mean the end sure. and i think that's quite a big problem really um for me because suddenly the stakes of death are really lowered because like once you've seen 
people come back time and time again you're like well death doesn't really mean anything mm. in this and then and then what do you have you know so i think that's really brave to make those decisions well, it's something that i really enjoyed about game of thrones but like it sounds like this is that's far more common in anime yes. and stuff like that and it's it's what attract like all my favorite films are, are, are films that reflect that i i, I like it I want to feel something. I want to, you know, I, like I say, and I think it's certainly a cultural thing. I, I think death is much more a part of their society as well. And I think mm. to Western ears and eyes, I think maybe it does come across as very dark. And, and all of these are very dark. That That's just what I'm into. And usually, you know, like when you want something a little more kind of adult, that, that usually comes with it. Yeah, but it's all about, it's all about consequences, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And when you take the stakes out of consequences in drama, then it just loses... Uh, for me, Absolutely. it just loses its appeal. And it needs to mean least. something. And I think, like, yeah. I think, funnily enough, like you say, with this specific series, you really see how, like, uh, and I seem to remember uh, uh, hearing one person talk, like, look, one particular character dies, and Buffy, Buffy the vampire, Buffy the vampire slayer dies. Yeah, yeah, again yeah. with the spoiler. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and what's cool is is that, like, you see the echo of that death, and the way it impacts and kind of kind of trees out if that makes sense the reverberations of yeah the death, and yeah. any it feels like anything can happen certainly after that like an enormous twist in the middle and then there's these huge echoes of, of where we're at now and, and kind of the class system and like there's a whole thing about royalty and monarchy and the role of that and and all these kind of huge societal things that we we, we talk about mm. um these kind of really big issues of kind of you know sort of the enemy of the enemy is my friend and you know right now at the forefront of this season it seems to be about sacrificing to get what you to get a, a, a better answer and sometimes that that sacrifice might mean like i don't get my way this time do you know what i mean like mm. i think sometimes mm. like the bigger sacrifice you know it's kind of like saying i suppose that echoes um avengers in a way but like it would be kind of like saying well you know if you really want to get rid of carbon emissions then half of you need to die mm. you know would you do that <laughs> do you know what i mean like over to you <laughs> you know like yeah, here's the yeah, answer yeah. we've done it like this is what we need to do now and he's like oh we wanted we just wanted to eat greener and and it's like no 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 half of you need to die like do you know what i mean yeah. and, and it, it, it's asking these really big questions right now of us as, as a society even and, and there's definitely like there's sort of references to certainly you know like the holocaust and stuff like that within there so it, it is it's I love that there's a freedom within the story writing and also just, like I say, the characters now are at a stage where, you know, you've been watching them weekly for months, you know, or years now, obviously, maybe a decade. And, and like, mm. you know, now that's coming to an end. Like, these characters really mean something to you and they they know that it means something to you as well. And, it's, mm. it's, and that's mm. what's so great about it. You mentioned the Titans um, outside the walls yes. um, and without going into spoilerific territory. Uh, and I'm just sort of throwing Now this that's out. where you want to go. <laughs> right. Who do you want to know? Who does? No, 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 no. I'm throwing this out there just to sort of fill in gaps in my knowledge. Yeah. Would those Titans be a part of the sort of Keiju kind of movement? So the uh, Gojira and Godzilla and King Kong kind of stuff. Or, or is that a different thing entirely? The, those beasts? It's a, no spoilers. Yeah. It's, no a, it's a very well I mean there is an idea an overarching idea that <laughs> I'm trying to be real careful here you really the anime are community, you really are uh, I wish we could we could have the video of <laughs> yeah. this, the hand gestures the, into overdrive we can, we can try not question. to the it, as with as with all of these kinds of things the beast 
is very much within you within us yes. and okay. okay and okay. and that is the true like i said kind of with walking dead as well like the the human characters you know like yeah they're the like, i think like you remember that yeah. that scene and again it's made me interested to kind of read it but like the scene where um uh, all i can think of is andrew lincoln i can't remember his actual name in the thing where where like those is it i think i think they're like meant to be like child molesters they like take his son and then he's yeah. can't do anything about it and he like i remember him biting that guy's neck Mm, and mm. I thought that was such a powerful scene considering it was in a zombie world. And the idea is that the main character did something that was, he, he was, he was the one and the same. Do you know, that's such a zombie thing to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. And he couldn't yeah. do anything. He needed to save his son. And it's Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes, name. of course. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, world. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so he bites that guy's neck, obviously not being a zombie. Yeah. Uh, to to stop it and get out of this situation, and mm. I just thought that was such a powerful scene. But the idea is yes, that some people have different ones. So there's like regular titans who are just kind of weird, human-looking things, quite comical-looking things, and then mm. there are like a few that are, have greater powers. Like there's one who's called the Colossal, and it's like huge and has this kind of sort of sort of nuclear explosion-like thing. It can kind of sort of commit sort of suicide to some degree. And there's one with a powerful jaw and one that can that's kind of more humanoid but it's super fast and there's one that's like a like a monkey <laughs> kind of thing but again they all have like a role and and again it becomes very becomes very political you know it sounds like transformers meets high rise <laughs> which appeals to me high rise definitely yeah. I, d I was weirdly yeah. thinking that exact same thing about high yeah. Rise, yeah yeah the jg ballard uh book and uh the, f the ben wheatley film like i'm not familiar with it Oh, oh honestly you would love it okay. it's fantastic okay. mm. i would start i would start with the ben wheatley film okay I, yeah i would i think it's um it stars loki uh yeah oh, Tom okay. Hiddleston. i like Tom him Hiddleston. a lot yeah 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 it's and, very good uh, and the muse that who did the soundtrack the soundtrack clint is mansell. clint mansell oh, okay it's great unbelievable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. it's a it's a it's a similar principle okay. um to what you're talking about it's not identical mm -hmm. at all but it's a similar yeah. Um, in terms of class structures and so on and mm -hmm. so forth, uh, it's just rather than being in three rings, it's in a tower block, sure, basically. Sure, sure. Shall we move on to your second choice, Andrew? Yes, my second choice is Beast Stars, um, by Paro Itagati. So is it Beast? Beast stars, stars or or, or B stars like the, yeah it's kind of like yeah it's a bunch of bees B stars B stars yeah B stars it's B E A S T A R S yes so it's a it's a portmanteau is it not yes to some yeah it, it is beautiful uh, for okay. a start the animation is amazing and again I came across this and I think funny enough there's a producer I really like called Arca and she was watching this and uh, I was like oh that's it you know tick 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 I'll I'll give this a go. So kind of a universe where um, basically like a kind of uh, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic. Yeah, anthropomorphic. Um, anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Um, I think is the word. So, yeah. so yeah. animals are, you know, have human people characteristics, yeah. Yeah. qualities. Um, yeah. And long story short, there is a kind of obvious, uh, it, it, again, a kind of divide in herbivores versus carnivores. So obviously, everyone, you know, they go to school. They, they, you know, it, it, for all intents and purposes human behavior although there are no humans in this universe and it is just the story of this guy um legoshi uh who is a wolf and again i think a, a thread for all of these is that i think that the medium allows you to to make some interesting like leaps and interesting points 
that kind of echo much further and the idea is that he is this grey wolf and he is going to school and the sort of overarching thing is that he is a very large carnivore but his personality is is very you know demure and very respectful and, and very shy and obviously they go to school with herbivores and even sort of from the the, the get-go there is obviously this big thing of how they balance this and there's already like news reports of a herbivore has been eaten you know off of campus and all this kind of stuff can i stop you there yeah are you describing the plot of the movie Zootropolis or <laughs> an anime? Because this this what sounds film? exactly like Zootropolis. And, and well, I mean, if you imagine a very not safe for work um, version, as as with <laughs> as with all of these things, my daughter loves Zootropolis. Oh well, she'll love. I this. love Zootropolis. She's going <laughs> to love. She's going to love a bit of Beast Stars. Um, so yeah, the idea is that the, the Beast Star is basically um it's kind of like a competition where it's like you're you're kind of meant to be like a person that is sort of um the best figurehead for both carnivores and herbivores you're kind of like you're you know an exemplary so it's like an exemplary student but not you know like you're an exemplary person between both worlds and so th- what is also like immediately what's interesting and, and like there's a kind of comedy to it in in a way where like the animals take on the traits that they're very known for. So you'll never guess who the wolf's best friend is. It's a lovely little retriever called Jack. Um, and <laughs> thing is, it's never mentioned, but he is his very best friend and he's always his very best friend. And even when he does something not very nice, he's always his best friend. And, and it's a really nice way. It's never said and it's never mentioned, but it is there. And there comes this kind of crux where again there's a lot of kind of fear going on and the idea is like even like they go to lunch and you know it's like oh what are the carnivals having today oh it's soy burgers and this or whatever you know and we're all familiar with this kind of conversation and it certainly goes to animal welfare and and you know vegetarianism and veganism and hunting mm. and all this kind of like very apparent um there is also a black market of meat um again in the darker parts of town when you know no one's in- encouraged to go and that's where you can get rare cuts um zebra yeah exactly um <laughs> owl but again with all these things it's kind of like all of the films and ideas that i usually like is i usually uh, much like i was very excited to see something like logan uh, appear uh, you always want to see mm. the grittier and, and again mm. uh, it's kind of a, a point when i actually really started to look into comics just because i was like when i looked into the old man logan comic like serious. the idea yeah. i was like oh yes this what if the greatest mind in the world has alzheimer's you know mm. um uh, if you had a metal skeleton you would get metal poisoning you know like yeah and you know the, the i think the real idea was that apparently uh oh man he was in the spider-man universe but he's got the goldfish bowl head stereo stereo he tricks logan into killing all of the x-men and that's the start and I was like, mm. the guilt and, and like the difficult nuance. And again, I think that's what we're scratching with, with Western series right now. Like, I think like, like I remember Breaking Bad really getting to this point where it's like acting is, is getting there. It's not like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, and now I'm happy. Like there's like shades and, and, yeah. and, you know, like I remember that phone call at the end of Breaking Bad where he has to, he rings Skylar and he's 
be being both bad and good at the same time and it's such a complex emotion I think that's what that's what this really does. I think the word you used it earlier, but that there's nuance to that, and rather than things being black and white, Mm. and I mean Breaking Bad's a really good example of it. There aren't strictly good characters and bad characters. Um, I mean there are, but you know, the good characters do very, very, very bad things, Mm. and Mm. the bad characters do very, very, very good. The best television does that, though, right? I mean, I I mean Breaking Bad is is probably a more modern within the last five whatever years but you know sopranos the wire the wire yeah. mad men i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah, mad yeah. men which i loved and i haven't gone back to watch it again but there aren't many good in inverted you know in, in quotation marks good characters you know mm-hmm. the main mm-hmm. character is a bit of a dick i mean he is a dick he's an absolute mm-hmm. massive misogynist yeah. and but you me as a, personally me as a viewer and I talk about this with my wife constantly when we watch movies. Um, I and even though I read a lot of dark comics and stuff, I, I am always trying to find a character or something or someone to root for. I always want mm. to find a character that I put myself into their position, and based on their reactions and decisions in certain situations, please me because I feel like that's the way the thing that they should have done, and I. Yeah feel like with breaking bad like it's a great example um and a lot of these other tv shows we're saying these characters don't do that a lot of the times Mm. they Mm. make decisions Mm. where absolutely goes against every grain of of maybe what you would do in that situation and that's really interesting Mm -hmm. absolutely i think there's a a mirror a mirrorism or humanism to that as well i think no one is perfectly good and 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 i think that that's a more interesting story when we find something like you say, there is this notion, and 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 in uh, uh, so this kind of uh, a lot of the ones I've seemed to be into are a particular kind of they're called shonen uh, uh, anime. And again, it's mm-hmm. this kind of protagonist starts at the bottom, now they're at the top, kind of like you know, like a like any kind of game or anything. You know, you start at the bottom, you got nothing and whatever. And the yeah. idea is that on a deeper level, is that you should sort of see yourself in that. And and I think we're starting to realise that it's not quite black and white. And 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 like you say, Matt, I think I think that's where things become interesting i think we as a race struggle with the idea that we are and i think again this all this does really well is that we're really not that far from those monkeys as we think we we still sort of want to procreate and kill everyone um and i think we're still struggling with that really you know that that's 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 still there within us those those feelings are still there you know evidently you know on the news and what have you and I think that's what this does. It, it helped to, to make these comparisons in a, in a very eloquent way, in a very soft way. And again, like like I was saying about it kind of taking this twist, what's really interesting is he is this very docile wolf um, and everyone is scared of him and he couldn't be further from it. Um, but then after school one day, and, and I think there is a murder on campus at some point that, that's kind of all the herbivores are now super, you know, there's there's a carnivore eating people. What happens is he smells, uh, he is uh, late after class or whatever, and he, this aroma he can smell, and it's a very beautiful animation how it kind of travels through his body and it clicks his kind of carnivore. This is instinct. He can't fight, it, it, you know, it's this, and they talk about it a lot that, you know, ha- we can't help it. Like it, it's this, it's a, it's a trigger, and he 
just flip flips and just chases and you're like oh is he gonna be the is he the killer like does he know and and you know and it turns out to be this rabbit and he jumps and as you just think oh he's gonna he's gonna kill he's the killer he hugs the rabbit and that's kind of end of scene one kind of thing Mm. and it starts then to become this story of like he's trying to work out what happened and he's like I think I'm falling in love with the rabbit. This is Zootropolis. You're literally talking um, about Zootropolis. <laughs> well, except for the rabbit, um, if the dogs are very friendly, uh, there is something that rabbits do a lot. Eat um, carrots. And uh, yes, uh, 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 <laughs> just like rabbits. Um, uh, they love uh, carrots. Yeah, they're always at it. And it turns out that this rabbit we know where you're going we know where you're going um he does she does that and and Mm. it just starts asking all these interesting questions when should he protect and how should he protect and you know what the nature and you could argue they're quite similar this kind of love and devouring and and all these kind of all this symbolism within it and it just makes this very complex sort of argument throughout the, the the piece. And you know, I don't I don't know if you ever played. Um, I've forgotten the name. Uh, there was a game. Uh, Are you going to say the Wolf Among Us? Yes, I was going to say the Wolf Among you Us. You love because, that game, uh, because Andrew. like it's amazing. You told me about that game I, when you were still in Arcane Roots. We were talking about yeah. we were talking about the Walking Dead very mobile similar. phone game, and I said I really I yeah. really like it. I want more, and yeah. you went, you should try this Wolf game. Oh, it was great. They never, I don't think they ever did another no. one. Well, I've got good news for you, oh. uh, Andrew. They've just announced in December 2019, well, not just announced, but they are doing Wolf Among Us 2, okay. finally. Uh, Wolf Among Us was a Telltale yes, game. It was. Decision-based. Yeah, decision-based game. It's kind of like, um, it's sort of like those old adventure books don't where, you know, old. turn to page don't 37. Don't say old. I, ha- I have an, I have an like entire those... shelf over there. Ian Livingston and Steve Jackson, <laughs> choose your own adventure books. <laughs> it was, was it um, Fighting Dungeons Fantasy? Dungeons and Dragons, choose your own adventure books. That kind of thing. You choose your own adventure mm-hmm. books. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, turn to page 37 to go down the left tunnel, turn to page 56 mm-hmm. to go down the right tunnel. But as a video game. And The Wolf Among Us was um, set in Fable Town, which is kind of like a clandestine community within 1980s New York City, consisting of lots of characters from fairy tales and folklore. And, yes, they had that whole anthropomorphic we'll get there, set for that, yeah. that, that word. Anthropomorphic. Animal like, people. Um, yeah. yeah animal people um and you play a wolf Mm. in that who's like a it's a film noir detective a big bad wolf Mm. yeah exactly film noir detective thing and this whole time you've been talking i've been like this sounds a lot like the wolf same i was going to mention it because it plays on the same thing so obviously everyone is scared of the big bad wolf because he tried to eat red riding hood yes yes yes, you know like he um he he lives with the three pigs because he obviously he feels bad because he tried to blow down their house uh, yes, and like yes, it's, yeah. they kind of blur those two fables, you know. Georgie Porgy is a pimp. He kissed the girls yes. and made them cry. And all it's exactly <laughs> yeah. the yeah, very very uh, similar in that in, in that way. It is a great game, Matt. Really if, good. If no, I no, I, I played and it when the, and, Andrew recommended it to me, literally like oh, eight yeah, years ago, because we were talking about the mm-hmm. Telltale games, because yeah, they yeah, they awesome. started yeah. making a bunch of 
I think, really awful comic book-based Telltale games. And I was very sure. excited about Batman yes. and Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, got a bit really rough. just nonsense. And yeah. they were nowhere near as good as the original Walking Dead mm. where they had a... F- that yeah. first game. With the small girl. Mm. Uh, I can't remember her. Heart, the end of that Clementine. game. Oh, Clementine. Clementine, mm. I love you wherever you are. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I yeah. sobbed my heart yeah. out after yeah. that. So, yeah, so you, recommend, sorry, you recommended it to me. I think... Mm. I don't know why I remember this, but I think maybe I remember this because it makes the story slightly better. But you rec- recommended it to me whilst we were on stage in Torino um, <laughs> when we How'd first turned up to see you play um, with Muse. I think you were like, I was like, oh, Oscar, how's it going? You know, like, because I was crazy excited. And you were like, yeah, yeah, you know, good or something. I've just been playing, you know, this wolf game on my phone. <laughs> like, what? Sounds like me. wolf game. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I played it. It's great. Vertigo comics have turned it into a comic as well. Oh, yeah, I've, I've not read it. Oh, no, yeah, similar thing. The similar the decisions and and again like the story changes as you kind of you know how how you know what oh what's the 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 I mean are we gonna spoil it but the ending where like you get let's to, not let's not spoil when you it. get to not be it. the wolf and mm. it's like you have mm. the choice mm. like do you say mm. like what do you do and there's some great moments in this anime you know and there are lots of underground elements and obviously the king is a lion. And um, mm. well, he he's a kingpin, um, uh, and it's very gritty, and that's what's so great about it. Um, sounds awesome. Sounds I really yeah. I yeah. mean, just despite my, I mean, it sounds exactly like a naughty Zootropolis, but um, it's absolutely something I'm going to go <laughs> check out. I, I, I'm mm. not sure because I like the medium of comic books. I think same with Titan because I don't know that. I think I want to buy a couple. I think I'll buy a couple of volumes first. That's why I'm starting. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. That sounds very, very interesting. I mean, a mixture between the Wolf Among Us and uh, Zootropolis is right up my alley. Yeah. So, uh, shall we move on to your final choice for this uh, anime section? Yeah, this is a a very recent one, and like I say, maybe of all the hype that I've kind of given it, uh, these others so far, it's an interesting choice. This choice, um, but I think it says a lot. So, this one's called Jujitsu Kaisen. I was about to say, can I? A request that Renfrey says the name of this one first. Oh, Jujitsu Kaisen. Oh, see, now you've done it perfectly. <laughs> Come on. Um, I've, so ri- I've is... written it out in phonetics, mate. <laughs> oh. I've written it out phonetics because I oh. thought, oh, God, there's a good... I, so the, the guy who wrote it and illustrated it is called Gigi Agatum- Agatami. You know what? Agatumi? Yes, so I even looked up because... So I actually have... Or Gege Agatumi, uh, I think. Show and tell. I, I did get... Uh, I've got the first four yeah. of them, uh, and I started um, reading these. And even I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about that name." Apparently, uh, yeah, appa- yeah, well, apparently it is Gege Akatumi. Gege, yeah, yeah, yeah. Akatami, yeah, yeah, yeah. Akatami, um, yeah. And so, this is like the big one at the moment, if mm. that makes sense. Um, so it just won anime of the year. I'd heard of this. Um, this was the only one of your choices that I'd actually heard. Really of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but. yeah, so it's, it is. Uh, like I was saying earlier, a lot of these fall into this kind of shonen where it's sort of, like you say, kind of character moves up kind of through the, the, the ranks and, and what have you. Mm. And I think what is an e- a somewhat anticlimactic way to kind of talk about it, I've heard this used a lot for this, is that it's nothing special, but it does everything right. And yet, if there was a number one, I think this would be number one. Mm. Of, of all of the ones I've watched, it's kind of pulling all of these elements that other people have kind of done so well and and is doing all of them and it is a fairly simple concept so the kind of main character yuji itadori just regular kid 
you know, hanging out in the neighborhood. And basically there are uh, things in the world, they're called curses. And the idea is that they're kind of based, and I feel like this could be cultural as well, is that they're sort of based on kind of negative emotion. And the idea is that these curses only exist because of kind of negative feelings and anxieties, emotions. So it goes without saying that things like schools and cemeteries and anything where stress or anxiety and workplaces, it kind of pools near these things. And he has an unfortunate circumstance and it is kind of mentioned to him that like, look, you're a really good kid. You can help people. You should help people. And at the same time, his friends, they come across this like little item and they're part of this like paranormal little group, like little school after school group or whatever it is. And he's only really in it because it's convenient and he, he, you know, he wants to leave school early after, you know, and not have to spend too much time or whatever. And it turns out that basically this thing is kind of like a kind of magnet for curses and, and apparently what they do is they they hide these little objects these little kind of special cursed objects they place them in these places like hospitals and schools and the idea is that it's meant to kind of like sort of attract all of this negative energy and kind of keep it safe and again everyone was like oh the manga's amazing blah blah blah, blah. and the animation of this and obviously like scene by scene is absolutely phenomenal like it is just beautiful to like look at like everything is and it goes so much further than the manga does as well and like really fills in the blanks well you're you're not the only you're not the only one who loves this because i mean i could just according to the wikipedia entry here mm. uh as of april 2021 um jujitsu kaisen has sold over 45 million copies wow one of the best-selling manga series of all time 45 million copies and, 45? and it, it and like i say it, it's one of those wow. things where it's like even just hearing it out in my head i'm like that doesn't sound convincing. I feel like I was more convincing with the others, maybe. But the characters are so, so good. And you care about them instantly. Mm. And there is something in the storytelling that is just so... Like, it's just so powerful and so, like, connective. And there's also, like, a comedy that none of the others have. Like, it's very funny. Like, they kind of take the mick out of each other. And, for example, the the main guy who's become, like, the biggest meme, um, uh, Satoru Gojo, he's, like, the best. He, like, comes straight in. Imagine that episode one. He's like, don't worry, guys. I'm the very best. And he he, he is. And, like, you think, well, where's the story? Like, where, where does this go? And now that I'm reading ahead, but I can't tell you, mm. um, there's just something amazing and like there's there comes these kind of core characters um these three characters and what they do really well is they like kind of bring in the action and they bring in new characters but then they always return to the relationship between these three characters and just there's like another thread that, that seems to be above it where a every single frame is just absolutely stunning and the fight scenes are amazing and like the the decisions that they make are just incredible it's this struggle and these these three characters that have a huge amount of weight and you're like please survive it just excels at that storytelling and i think that that should be much bigger than it is in that it's the storytelling 
And like I say, it's not doing anything particularly special. The plot isn't necessarily something crazy unique. But the way that it's done and the, and the kind of character of it, the storytelling and the relationship building is just just top it's just it's just so powerful and you really care and you really want them to and you want to know more about them mm. and you want them to be okay and even though those other ones have like you know like even talking about them there's like so much more to unpack this is just an amazing story i just i just really enjoy it every time you know me and me and sophia binged all of it, it has um it has real parallels as you're describing it you know you're doing a great job by the way Trying. Um, it has parallels to my ears with the Harry Potter series. Sure. You have curses. You have this mm. overarching kind of bad guy that is a powerful. I'm going to say the word wizard. Yeah. Imagine like the hex. The what, hex horcruxes. You know. Imagine eating horcruxes. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, and you kind of have this dark paternal relationship building between. Mm the young protagonists and this kind of this kind of figure so yeah i mean i'm i'm totally on board i'm on board isn't that yeah. isn't that interesting though that like this manga has sold so much i mean 45 million copies i should say this this is a brand like this is new as well oh, yeah. um yeah, yeah, the yeah, original yeah. run started march 5th 2018 so wow. it has sold 45 million copies in yeah. three years That's now insane. just to give a little bit of perspective the first greatest hits album by queen has sold 25 million copies and that's yeah. been out since fucking 1981 you know so the, it's it's mad how popular this thing is but it's kind of crazy that i mean i didn't notice those parallels with harry potter until you mentioned them matt but yeah absolutely like we, we kind of want the same stories told to us again and again and again there's that whole sort of thing about like there's only six stories in the world i don't know if that's really sure. true or not maybe it is but you know like it, it's sort of interesting isn't it we kind of just want the same story told but in different cosplay in different like costumes and i'm, I'm not that's... saying that's a bad thing or a good thing i'm just pointing it out as a thing which is just quite that's interesting almost literally what even the way that kind of manga is is channeled like the names the kind of group names isekais and shonen and stuff like this they like already have the story within them like the idea with an isekai is that the protagonist is kind of reincarnated into some kind of game or some kind of other world and they can kind of live their life again there are thousands of stories that it's the same that's literally what it is it's like imagine going to see a film and kind of knowing what the plot is mm. already if that makes sense and and like i say with this that the it is a just a typical protagonist uh, uh, um story well until it and and again until it's not I mean, it's, everything to me is about narrative right now. Every, every, everything I do, every piece of work, every, every, everything I'm interested in is just how, how is this narrative portrayed, and like, what are the reasonings and and like, creative choices, and you know, I, like I say, now having the manga and having sort of seen the the um, anime as well, I I love going through and just being like, like that's so interesting. They've got to tell this story in four frames or this part in four frames where well, i've just seen it obviously in many like mm. these are the choices that they made and mm. like these are the you know the reactions and this is this drawing style like and how the drawing style continually changes i think also like in you know it has a like definitely has a huge amount of humor in it like 
uh, and the kind of most OP character um, is just incredibly likable. He's very funny. Like I say, he's just the best. By so far, it's unreal. Uh, kind of like One Punch Man to some degree. And, and like, he knows it. And he's just very likable. And there's a lot of comedy in it. And it's very current. And there's a lot of references. What's it called again? Jujitsu Kaisen. Jujitsu Kaisen. Also, like, it, it's very cool. And I think what it does right is you can see where films struggle with that. Like, how to make things cool and how to make characters that you're like oh yes and you know like neo from matrix like as cool as it gets you know anyone kind of wearing a black hoodie at any one point or some kind of long trench coat you know they're gonna they're gonna do shit dust, do you know stick I mean? like, that dust jacket on put some put exactly. some glasses on run down the street i'm neo baby <laughs> that's it like and and you can tell like in in other you know elements where they've tried to do that and, and just failed and it just doesn't have that kind of magnetism or even just the actor doesn't have that magnetism mm. i think also what's huge about this is that the female characters in this are amazing uh, certainly one of his other uh, classmates it's so nice to see and it's so good and they have such agency and like and, and 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 power as well and like and and it's such a really well written uh, um just well written characters that you that you care about and when they introduce a character it really has um impact and, and it is this very paternal uh, element that starts to come in and and uh, certainly the, the memes of the internet sort of play on that uh, a lot and it, this kind of father figure like thing and again like funny enough like that walking dead thing like that is just what cut me to my core yeah is uh, mm. Clementine and Lee. Oh, man. Um, mm. oh, like Final decision. Yeah. And, 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 but it is, it, like I say, it's, I don't think there's enough credit for the simplicity of mm. stuff like that and the impact that it can have. And, I, and, and like I say, with all the others, there was so much, I could be so much more verbose about, but this, it's just doing everything right. It looks, it's literally scene by scene, exactly the same as the manga. And the, the um, I think Mappa, who, who did this one, it's just amazing and the story just gets better and better and like i say there's these great moments of lightness and, and comedy and then this great kind of bonding and this great kind of like father uh, figure like thing and this kind of drive and it, the, the plot is fairly simple the fights sure incredible like they look everything looks amazing but yeah i think like it it's everyone's kind of going oh is this going to be like the next titan is this going to be the next you know um uh, the next kind of the really big thing and, and and it seems like so many people are really it feels quite modern a lot of people i think that's why a lot of people are kind of picking it up it's mm. like a lot easier mm. to get involved with the writing is better and it, it does leave behind a lot of those tropes mm. i think look i think stories real stories and real people's reactions to real things i think will always resonate in music or film or um you know books and i think the way you're describing this you know in terms of its simple sort of narrative i think the real power sounds to me very similar to um well i mean a film that i just watched i know you watched quite recently as well renfrey that maybe you didn't quite like as much as i did called the sound of metal mm. um which is a, a a film about a heavy metal drummer well i mean he's 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 in a, a two-piece rock band and he essentially loses his hearing all of a sudden mm. and his reaction the, the film is about what happens after that point and mm. what i loved about the film and what i love about 
the things you're describing and the, what I love about those kind of narratives are when people are put in situations, I think I feel like I need to believe in the decisions that they make, be them good or bad, or be them mm -hmm. filled with mistakes or not. Like, I think you have to believe that it's a real person behaving as a real person would in situations. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've got to say from the three recommendations you've, you've said, this one is definitely the one that um, I want to check out the most. Okay. Just to jump on that sound of metal um, thing, I, I liked the film very much. Um, I was, I was, um, yeah, I, I really, really like it. I kind of admired it more than liked it. But Riz Ahmed plays the um, drummer in in that film, and I think I one of the it. strengths of that film is he is a really, um, he's flawed. He sometimes Hugely the way that flawed. he the way that he reacts to him to to, to losing his hearing sometimes he, he acts like a fucking baby. You know, mm. he's really like it's just like Jesus, come on, man. But that's kind of real and reality and i really admired that performance i think his performance is absolutely amazing it's in incredible. it because he wasn't afraid obviously this would have been in the script as well but he wasn't afraid to sometimes not be very likable as a protagonist mm. but that just made it kind of more real mm. i think so yeah 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 absolutely but it's like yeah it's like the way you're describing these characters you know you don't and like I said before, and as I always say in, on this podcast or whenever I talk about anything, I like to like people in mm -hmm. film or television or comics and books. And that doesn't always make the best characters. It mm. totally yeah, doesn't make true. the best characters, you know. Mm. And with The Sound of Metal, which is, you know, just because we're talking about it, you know, he's a he's a dick. Like he's a he's not a very particularly nice guy. And his reaction to the situation is something that's maybe not surprising but it is quite extreme and he's and he's, he's he's not always super mature about yeah, what's happening absolutely is yeah 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 but um yeah but yeah the, i think that's human exactly 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 it's, it's, exactly, it's the, exactly yeah it's the dexter effect you know as yeah. well you know the like, it's, effect, like yeah. that seri series was, was always kind of interesting because again you it was in, and breaking bad and so many you're kind of rooting for the bad guy mm. you know yeah. like uh, within that and and that you know that does bring like a contradiction and, and or even you know, more interesting you're rooting for the good guy who is forced to do something bad yeah which is even more sure. interesting I would sure. argue. but yeah andrew those are uh three fascinating picks i feel like i've had a primer on uh anime I mean, thank you week. so much for <laughs> thank you so much for that Shall we gradually back ourselves into uh, recommendation corner? Please, I'd love to hear yours. Okay, so here we are in the confines of the recommendation corner where myself, Matt and our guests recommend absolutely anything that we want to, just anything that we've been um, engorging on in the past few weeks that we desperately, desperately want to talk about. I am quite desperate to start this one because I am going raving loony crazy about this film that a lot of people are going raving crazy loony about and a lot of people are talking about. But Promising Young Woman, we need to talk about, I feel... Uh, you two you two must be at least aware of this film surely oh, yeah. it's had a lot of oscar buzz and all oh, that yeah. sort of thing do you not know this film Andrew? okay i don't know it at all i wasn't even sure sorry was the film i thought you were it's wanting to talk about just some some woman <laughs> um, the film so is called a promising young the film's called woman. promising young woman oh. and oh goodness it's kind of one of those films which is best to not describe entirely what it's about sure. but i will do a really brief 
synopsis of like the first 10 minutes so as not because the the less you know the better it is Mm -hmm. but effectively it is about a woman for reasons that you discover as the film goes on she pretends to be drunk in a nightclub scenario and men will come up to her to look after her i'm putting that in quotation marks Uh, but then those men often in fact often pretty much always try to take advantage of her because she's drunk and she's out of it you know she's like blind drunk and then suddenly she sobers up, I again, quotation marks, so, sobers up because she was never drunk in the first place and says, what are you doing? Why are you taking advantage of me? And it, it kind of plays on that in a sort of horror trope way. Okay. There's so much more to it than just that. But I feel like that's kind of the most that I should reveal because it really is a film that you should go into as cold as possible i think Mm. stars carrie mulligan who is absolutely phenomenal there are so many reasons why this film is absolutely incredible it just sort of i've never seen a film deal with the idea idea of consent in Mm. such a gripping and acerbic kind of way and sort of uh i've never seen a film that's made myself ask so many questions it feels like a very kind of post me too film Um, And it feels like a film that could have only almost been made post Me Too. But it is so astonishing the way that it plays with the genre tropes. It kind of sells itself as a rape revenge film. And I think... um... I think that's a gross oversimplification of what it is, but I think it's very, very smart that it's selling itself as a rape revenge film because it sets itself up as that kind of film and then it inverts those expectations it is very very smart it's very smart in its casting in that it casts a lot of people from kind of romantic comedies and if you took if you took the things that the characters were doing out of this particular film and put them into another film and put like nice comedy music over it and stuff like that it's things that we have been kind of looking at and a sort of misogyny that has been instilled in us for years and years and years to the point where we don't even recognize it sometimes and it kind of pinpoints that and shows exactly what that is it's the direct it's the full length directional debut from emerald fennel and i think it's probably i'm trying to think of a directorial full-length debut that is more impressive than this film and i I honestly struggle to think of a better one. I mean, maybe Reservoir Dogs, but actually I don't think this is, I think this is better than Reservoir Dogs. Like it's an absolutely, Matt's looking at me very funny there, but uh, it's <laughs> it's an absolutely astonishing film. I said on Twitter uh, not too long ago that this should be like, this film should be on the syllabus and all 15 year olds should see it in terms and in terms of the things that it's saying about consent i think the world would be a much better place if this was on the syllabus and people saw it and then they'd actually think about some of the things that they particularly 15 year old boys some of the things that they say or something oh and, and and that that just goes through into adulthood as well i think um in the manner that it makes you question the things you say or the things that you try to do as a man sometimes in the world it's a really fascinating film it's a film that i have to talk around as i say because if you've not seen it um 
it's it's very very clever in the way that it sets something up and then uh subverts that um i thought it was absolutely genius and not only the best film i've seen so far this year but one of the best films i've seen in the last decade it's actually like they've had to sit on it for a really long time they like it originally premiered at sundance in january january 25th 2020 so they've been sat on it for a very very long time but the fact that they've been able to kind of keep this film in the conversation for over a year and people are still talking about it it won the oscar for best screenplay and it's absolutely deserved um i've been listening to a podcast called the final girls and the last four podcasts they have done have all been about promising young women and they've done about six hours worth of conversation on this one film alone and I still feel like they're only chipping away at the surface of it. There are so many layers to it and there are so many different ways of looking at things. It's also a really, really, like some people love it and some people hate it. And I always think that those Marmite films or those Marmite pieces of art are usually the best ones. I'm really enjoying just going on Twitter and typing in Promising Young Women and laughing at people who don't understand this film. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's it's such a such a good film. Have you seen it, Matt? No, it's one of those movies where um, me and my wife kind of flick through and we're like, yeah, I'd like to watch it because it's Carrie Mulligan, who I like very much. She's brilliant. Um, She's so good as well. It? So, yes, I am. Um, we're trying to get better. <laughs> we are. Tr- I'm trying to be better and not just watch movies about superheroes and uh, monsters <laughs> so we are i'm making a conscious effort to watch nomadland and which yes. is amazing um and sound of metal which i adored um and promising young woman is 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 on that list for sure i think promising young woman is probably the best performance from carrie mulligan i've seen since her debut in an education or since her breakout film i should say in an education mm-hmm. like it's brilliant you know, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect that the reason why it's been loved in some quarters, but absolutely hated in other quarters is because it's forcing people to confront their own uh, failings, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I think art like that is um, super, super important. In terms of timing as well, I can't think of a better time for this film to have come out. Sure. Um, I think it was written pre-Me Too and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know... There's probably loads of these projects which have been written and dismissed for years and years and years, but now the film industry is starting to change and stuff and Harvey Weinstein is, um, you know, uh, gone because he's a piece of shit. Um, And, you know, people are actually starting to... These films are now starting to be made as a result of that. I think they've probably always been in the conversation, but they've probably all been on the the blacklist or whatever that scripting thing is called in Hollywood Um, with all the scripts that don't get made. But yeah, Promising Young Woman is a phenomenal film and i strongly strongly recommend it uh shall we go to you next matthew sure i'm gonna recommend a, an album so the the band is called pupil slicer and the album is their debut and it's called mirrors um and it was a uh, it was an album that was released i think in march this year and it was actually listening to renfrey's as much as it pains me to recommend his other podcast, <laughs> his other podcast, Riot Act, uh, his his review of it, um, and I mean, how do I describe this record? So it's a three piece, uh, as you know, Andrew. I love a three piece, and <laughs> it's don't we, all? don't we all? And it's a three piece that doesn't sound like a three piece. No. It sounds like a. It sounds like a. 
a sextet or something like that. It sounds like there's a lot of there's a lot going so, on. Let's put it that repeat way. the name. Yeah. Was it pupil, pupil slicer. slicer? Yeah, yeah. So mm. someone's in... slicing a pupil. Mm. Yeah. So it's so so you have a vocalist and guitarist, um, Katie Davis, who, I mean, she's incredible. Um, she's phenomenal. With the sound of. <laughs> it's, it's been pitched somewhere between Converge Jane Doe and uh, and Dillinger, I guess, but the, it's it goes way beyond that. I think. Um, yeah. I read a review um, or an interview in Revolver magazine where they called it Sonic Ultraviolence, which mm. um, which seems okay. to fit really well. But I think perhaps it's kind of a tag that might put off some kind of maybe more casual listeners. Um, mm. I mean, I'm not saying Mirrors is an easy listen because it's, it's absolutely not, but it's not. it has real hypnotic depth and beauty and hooks and aggression. And it's it's insane, but also really focused. And, and Katie is a guitarist and a vocalist and a songwriter is just a maelstrom of, of perfection. I mean, it's just it's an incredible sounding record for a debut i mean it's very short um it's aggressive it's direct it's smartly produced and on more listens i honestly with repeat listens and i haven't stopped listening to this with um, more and more doors are opened to the listener and you really become heavily invested um following kind of these songs and obviously the the, the vocals are hard to hear so you kind of then look into what the songs are about and, and the lyrics and the meaning and there's a bunch of stuff that's been written about katie and you know her upbringing and 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 what these songs are about and her lyrics and and i'm not going to kind of go into that but what i will say is she's an insane guitarist and hmm. and the more you listen to this record the more you read into it the more you understand it as a piece of cathartic art that gets you absolutely in your heart and your soul and I mean, it's my favorite album of the year. It will be my favorite album of the year. And I think it will probably be, end up being one of my favorite albums of all time at some point. It's just wow. incredible. It's a, they're a band mm -hmm. to treasure. Mm. I second all of this. It's really cool to see that band go, you know, I saw them years and years and years ago um, when they were kind of good, but nowhere near the kind of what they are now. And um, I knew... I knew People Slicer were a band to keep my eye on, but when that debut was delivered to me, I was I was just blown away by how absolutely special that record is. It's absolutely amazing. Obviously not for everyone. The reference points were talking about Converge, Dillinger, you know, it's not. For, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not. It's not a Mother's it's not, Day present. It's not the Beatles. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's, not, know, the Beatles, it's, not no. it's not Marvin Gaye, but. And it's not for the bit. It's not for you if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite. Um, but um, I know, I know you, you, you um, delve into Dillinger esque stuff occasionally, and um, you've, you've got a lot of Meshuggah worship uh, and stuff like that. And you know, I, I can imagine that you would be big into it, Andrew. Yeah, in Sonic Ultraviolence. Yeah. That sounds like something. Yeah. A word I would yeah. use. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So you're saying that they are an old band, but this is their debut now? Not really. I mean, they've only been uh, they've been around three years. Oh, I think three. Relatively new in yeah, in, relatively in, new. And a U UK band, I'm assuming. Yes. Yep, UK based. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. So. Are there any standout tracks that I should? Well, I mean, should I, where should I begin, or should I just press? You play, just need to push, brother? yeah, press play. I mean, Mart it, the record opens with a with a with a track called Martyrs, and I think. Mm -hmm. I think you'd like this because it lulls you in with a false sense of security, 
in the sense of I'm listening. It's product. <laughs> they have a production on Martyrs that makes you because I, I look. I love metal and I love extreme mm. metal and I like all of this amazing noise that's being produced by all kinds of bands like the Armed and End and all mm. sorts of amazing mm. stuff. Mm. And and what mm. they do is is the the criticism a lot of that kind of music is the production can sound a bit thin and a bit tinny and it's you know it's mm -hmm. it's not about that it's about passion and stuff and what martyrs does is it starts and it almost sounds like oh this production's going to be a bit a bit ropey and then there's a moment where they have like a sample or like an electronic noise and it kind of rips the song open and it starts again and the proper production kicks in and it's just nice. like it's really quite breathtaking it's wonderful start with martyrs it's, and I mean, just go through for the 25 minutes for the rest of the record or whatever it is it's produced by pedram who's the guitarist in frontera and i genuinely mm -hmm. think is um i've been very vocal on uh my other podcast riot act about how <gasps> bored <I> am, <laughs> about how bored i am of metal at the moment mm -hmm. and pedram is one of the few people who are doing something genuinely fascinating and acerbic and interesting mm -hmm. in metal but everything he touches turns to gold pretty much he did the there's some, there's some cool things happening isn't yeah. there yeah some yeah there's some there's some really yeah. really good things happening i like think spirit box and a few others mm. i keep keep seeing around like yeah. some yeah it's been a while metal yeah, like, yeah I, th has. I think like code orange that album yeah i bought that out of respect <laughs> like, i was just like respect yeah that code orange it's not not amazing. even necessarily 100 percent my cup of tea but i went and bought that album with my money hell yeah it's, impre Again, it's impressive box. isn't it i think code orange it's just let's move it forward guys yeah, yeah. take yeah. some risks Metallica take some risks old now but it's another thing like what i love about code orange is the um sheer hatred that like some yeah. people god they hate that band and i think that's brilliant it's like because for so long in metal we've just had people just being like meh it's all right for a really really long time and finally a band yeah. come along who some people absolutely adore them such as myself and some people like if you get some people talking about them they really hate them and um that's because they're doing something interesting yeah i mean i i also think with code oranges because they're young and they're confident and people don't like young people and they don't like confidence and yeah. you know yeah. quite frankly those people can go Do away <laughs> they've earned their stripes yeah. i think you know yeah I, they I, have. The, definitely, the, definitely. I, i've been selling selling it to a, a friend of mine uh finboy played me one here uh, when the the, the uh, swallowing the rabbit hole mm. and mm. Um, uh, talking of format like the idea of like the little snips that they do yeah. at, uh, in the riff yeah. I was just like oh, I'd, I'd never even I'd never even thought mm. of like changing like taking the wav and cutting that up you know? yeah yeah uh, take the master file what could you do to that like uh, uh and it's like scratch um, it's like digitally scratching the, f the absolutely. digital and file and again yeah. uh, this it leads back into the kind of manga thing again mm. this idea of what can you do to the form the thing itself yeah. like and to 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 to, to change the feeling and and, and to how can that help the narrative yeah. you know like i say imagine a record that that starts as a wav and ends as a as a vinyl do yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. it, it would be it would be so interesting in that way there's a wicked um, thing that the code orange do on the vinyl version of the record as well really? they well yeah basically basically the first side ends uh in the middle of a song and then you right. flip it over and it starts. It's quite annoying. I mean, it's just, it's literally just here. It is quite annoying the, the first time <laughs> you put it on. I was like, what the fuck, man? Life is annoying. Yeah. But I kind of like, 
okay. But it is kind it's of genius. Even their strikes, it's an, though, that's yeah. a, that is an Andrew Groves move, if ever. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad for that. I'm, you know what? I'll take that, and that's on the tombstone. Um, okay, man. Let's let's move to your recommendation yeah. choice, Andrew. What um, what are you choosing? Surprise, surprise. My only other interest, anime. Um, <laughs> I actually. So it came out of nowhere again. Um, so this is, yeah, this is my best recommendation for, and I've tried to keep all of these, not necessarily my favourites of favourites, even though like maybe at the moment Jujutsu Kaisen is maybe my favourite. I've seen hundreds of other now. Um, but this one, I choose it as a recommendation because I think it's a great way to come in to um, to this. And, and I think that's, for me, it, this whole thing has been about, you know, oh, I this is really interesting uh, and and then when i ever mentioned it people are usually very unfamiliar so I, and and there's a lot of kind of um not more stereotypes but there's like stuff around it that, that i think is a kind of a barrier to entry so this is uh kimetsu no yaiba or demon slayer which is uh to put it in um in in figures i think there's a film it's just put a film out and i think it is number one in the u.s right now and mm. i think it is the greatest selling foreign film of all time wow um in america and in japan itself which says a lot uh, for japan um it's called yeah it's a demon slayer is how it goes it's on netflix now you can watch the whole thing and the first part it looks unreal and again exactly the same i have it here Lovely. Mm -hmm. I got the first beautiful picture. First copy. Nice. Um, it is exactly the same as the manga. Again, this is another the same as I was recommended Jujutsu Kaisen and, and Demon Slayer at the same time. They were like, it's exactly the same, which I can now attest to. And again, a nice easy concept. Uh, your main character Tanjiro, he lives with his family. Very traditional, very Japanese. Uh, lives in the mountains, and um, unfortunately. While he is away, the young, the oldest son, he is, you know, very dependent on and, and, you know, it's very evident that his father isn't there. He has to travel down into the town to kind of help support his family. And in that time, um, his family is murdered by uh, demons or a demon. Obviously, he comes back up from the town, very graphic scene of his family torn apart uh, uh, in the snow and his sister he's sort of obviously very much in shock but it seems like his sister might be still alive and so he um takes her on his back and tries to get help they live in the middle of the mountains and it is while traveling with her that she herself turns into a demon and it appears as though whatever the process is that she, you know, has has been inflicted with this. Plot twist. Plot twist. Is this his first episode? So right. Nothing, nothing okay. Big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, and what starts as there is almost no introduction to the family at all. You have no real backstory. You're kind of thrown into it. Obviously, you have other than a very brief conversation, no real knowledge of the sister beforehand, particularly. And it starts this amazing and beautiful relationship. I've never seen anywhere else of this idea. And as he is trying to stop his sister from killing him, 
um, that it appears she might be able to have some, or he believes that she may be able to have some control. And obviously he, in kind of mirroring that scene in um, Saving Private Ryan, he, he's kind of reasoning with her. You know, you don't have to do this. You can stop. It's me, you know, kind of thing. And then this demon slayer comes out of the woods to save him and tries to kill his sister. And he is then faced with not only trying to stop his sister from killing both of them, but also then to reason with this guy, this is my sister, please, this is all I have, please don't kill her. Uh, which he does manage to convince him that she can control, she's not eaten anyone, she's not attacked anyone. She, it seems like she might be able to control these urges to, to eat humans, I'm assuming. You don't really see what they do, if that makes sense, just mm. the effects. First off, the animation is the most beautiful thing it is unreal. I think UFO Table did this, and apparently, I think they just do this anime, and it is stunning. So, where, like, sorry, where did you where do you watch these things, Andrew? So, this is on Netflix. This is why. So, usually, I would watch. Um, there's two of the main. There's Funimation mm -hmm. and Crunchyroll. Um, I think um, a subscription is about five pound a month. Mm -hmm. um, you can watch them pretty much anything. And between the two, ironically, they're both owned by Sony now, <laughs> um, which is my my next. Um, big uh, topic of interest if you ever want to talk to me again i'm really into mega content that's my new um thing is is uh, the asian idea that is that is coming that's like there was ideas of like well we've done it with the avengers like that was a comic and now that's a film like and they've tried to do it with anime and it never really quite works out but now everyone is like america and the west are kind of like oh what about china and what about japan and then japan yeah. and asia like oh what about america there's like rumors already now Sony own all the anime. It's like worth billions every year. It's a huge thing. The whole, the the music of it. Oh, and let me just, uh, I've got so much more to talk about. I've realized the music for all of these are amazing, 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 amazing. And also what is uh, so good about all of these, literally all of them, a huge reason I got into them was the music is the way they integrate the music and the animation and how they use the music. To, and usually the music is written for uh, uh, the anime and they use it and the way that they um, integrate it even as it it starts to become part of the plot like maybe if you were um, you may come across like if you've ever seen a film score like a soundtrack mm -hmm. you may see like Laura's theme or something like yeah. this which is like oh this is the theme that's introduced every time they Frodo's do the same theme. thing but with kind of modern music essentially mm. or usually they're, they're scored absolutely beautifully certainly Jujutsu Kaisen amazing Death Note amazing uh, music in it um, Titan, amazing, all of them basically. Just, but what I'm also the other aspect is the integration and like uh, there's um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite ideas. Even though they butchered the anime, there was an anime called Tokyo Ghoul, and it had the best intro ever. It, like won all the awards, and and it was the music was amazing. And the guy who did TK from uh, uh, Lintoste Skure, I think uh, I probably butchered that name. And linked link to Cite Segura. Anyway, I'll send you the song. It's a beautiful song, but it was integrated in the story. It became part of the story. And the final episode, when the biggest cliffhanger and you don't know what's going to happen next, the intro starts playing, as in the actual intro that you've been watching every single episode. Mm. And the 
answer to the end is the intro and you've been watching the intro every episode yeah, and that was the ending and you didn't realize it the entire time mm. and i thought that was the coolest thing ever Those cheeky and the guys. music cyclical and the music comes in in like different um ways and like in different arrangements same uh, for all of these the music is incredible um and the artists involved um are, are amazing and again now this is growing certainly while uh, uh, as music we're like how can we monetize music and obviously think of all the merch and all of the uh, kind of bands that they have what they call the idols and stuff in mm. and, and where baby metal have kind of come mm. from and, and, yeah. and this idea the idea of on, and uh, bts and blackpink and all these mm. bands coming together they're talking about doing the same in films with anime films like what if an anime character appeared in an avengers film because mm -hmm. that's really no different than spider-man appearing yeah that's yeah. really no different than than x-men there were comics and now they're now they're a, 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 a character in a, in a real and film. sorry andrew what's the so name of this anime that is your recommendation is it demons um demon, demon slayer. Demon slayer demon slayer and this one is on netflix netflix has a huge anime section amazing now and it's, it's will, i'm to gonna compete. go add it to my list i have to say i don't remember the scene in uh, a private ryan saving private ryan where there's a demon oh, slayer no 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 no, <laughs> no, no. As in and a, and a girl <laughs> you, uh, the, you know um where the uh, they're um the guy with the typewriter is standing on the stairs and he's the one guy in the it's the greatest kind of uh, metaphor. He is the guy with all the words and he's the one guy who could stop um, his friend being murdered upstairs. Um, but he has too scared and he's standing outside. Yes, sorry. Remember yes, the, yes, the yes. soldiers yes, yes, and, yes, yes. and the and battle at the he's end. Pleading, yep. He's pleading with the, the soldier that he doesn't, uh, there's a point where there is a clear winner coming yep. uh, and he's like, you don't have to do this. Yep. Mm -hmm. you, 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 we, hi, <laughs> you know, I'm a human, you're mm -hmm. a human. Mm -hmm. Let's not do this bit. We were stunned, Matt, at how um, big Jujutsu Katsun, uh, Katsun? Kaisen. Kaisen, sorry, Jujutsu Kaisen Jujutsu was. Jujutsu Katsu. <laughs> <laughs> with its 45 million copies in circulation in three years. Demon Slayer trumps that. As of February 2021, the manga has sold over 150 million copies. Oh my God. Yeah. I had to work hard to get these. It these started ones. in 2016. So it sold 150 million in five years, which is insane. The Demon Slayer franchise is estimated to have generated total sales of at least 270 billion yen, wow. which is $2.6 billion. Crikey O'Reilly. Well, the, the last real facet of this is this beautiful story and this relationship then that ensues between the, the brother and the sister that obviously you're very new to the idea is that you know what if i can stop her from ever killing a human like mm. that's my sort of curse that's i want i want my sister to live all these people want to kill her and i know she wants to kill others i can i can stop this i can i can i, can, I love her i want to protect her and he goes, you know, through the usual trials and tribulations and he's like, well, I'm going to become a demon slayer, but I'm going to keep my sister safe mm. with me. Mm. You know, that's what I, I need to do. I want to stop. I don't want this to happen for anyone else. But what was interesting is that when I was introduced to this and everyone was like, oh, the animation is incredible. Everyone was saying to me, and this is why I recommend it. Everyone was saying episode 19. And I pray don't look anything up. Just start at number one. And already you know me and uh, Sophia we were just like oh this is beautiful like actually beautiful top like by far the best I've ever seen mm. and everyone was saying to us episode 19 and we were like how much better can it get like we loved it we were binging uh, our way through this and 
we we we'd heard kind of uh, through the kind of you know where I find my fetishes um, uh, that everyone was <laughs> like, oh, it broke t- it it broke um, it broke Twitter, you know, um, yeah. when it came out, and yeah. it, it was just it just broke the internet. So we were like, okay, how much better can this get? Like this is the best I've ever seen by far to this point. How much better can this get? So we're working our way through it and the story, you know, keeps going and going and trials and tribulations and, and you know, like you start to get to know more and more about the brother and sister and it's forever comes back to them. It's it's about their relationship. Mm. And there's other characters that come in and out, but it's about their relationship. And then, you know, they'll, you know, he can kind of work his way up the demon slayer path and he meets other demons and more stronger, blah, 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 blah. And he's obviously trying to find out what happened to his family. And so it got to like episode 18 and we're like, oh, okay, like this is the one, you know, like, okay, well, let's close, you know, everyone's saying this is going to be so much better. And I even get a little bit emotional thinking about it now. I, I promise you, hand on my heart, one of the best things I've ever seen on the entire planet. I realized I'd been gripping Sophia's knee so my wife uh so tightly the entire episode the climax of that episode is just un- imagine i don't know being a footballer and you spend your entire career being an amazing you're ronaldo whatever and then you're like oh last few games i'm gonna backflip every single shot i'm gonna just be i've just saved like a hundred percent of my ability to just unleash now like the risk episode 19 that's so far and they just took it to a level that literally the second the episode finished we both just burst out crying and we didn't even know why we just were in shock like i've never had that experience with with even a good film even the best of films i've never had anything like that with anime other than you know intrigue and and excitement Mm -hmm. but we just sobbed and it was the most, they just saved, like the story, everything was just brought together. And the link between this brother and sister for this like final bit and the way they'd like constructed the story for so late in the, in, in the series. You know, there's only like a few episodes after that to the end of the series. But the animation just goes to a nut, like genuinely the most beautiful, I pray that everyone can have the same experience. That's why I recommend it. It's maybe one of the easiest to get involved with because it's mm. just amazing from, from the get-go. Nice. But honestly, episode 19... Don't start there. Doesn't... Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't even crazy. look it up. Honestly, <laughs> do promise... I pray that you just never look it up and, and that you, you just yeah. experience it. Give it the time that it needs. No distraction. Watch it because that the ending of that episode... There's, there's clips on YouTube of people... Um, they've compiled people like watching it you know reaction videos kind of right, thing. and they've right, synced right. them all up and it's just amazing to watch all those people in the last like two or three minutes where all is lost just like mouth open and then just tears like literally you can watch a, like a like a you know all these people just sob at the same time like this this emotional outburst you know it's honestly nice. one of the best things i've ever what seen what i want to do wow. Renfrey, is i want this podcast this series this season this first season of podcast that we're doing for three is the magic number i want us to watch demon slayer mm-hmm. between now and when it launches and mm-hmm. record season nine uh, episode 19 our reaction yeah. sure oh, yeah. 
yeah yeah that would be great yeah i'd be up for that i mean i mean th- this this th- your this reaction's stuff. gonna be like this isn't it the manga was better this la- <laughs> <laughs> i like to hear about that yeah this last two hours has been an amazing introduction and primer into sorry i'm a talker no 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 it's fine it's just into the into anime as a whole and like i think i'm gonna be diving into this world now so um yeah, thank man. you so much andrew for taking the time thank you andrew and, uh, i do this so free of charge anyway mm. people will pass me on the street and i do this so honestly <laughs> it's just a, it's another day for me uh it's absolutely brilliant to have you on um is there anything that you're um promoting at the moment or anything that you want to pe- make people aware of or anywhere that you can uh, where can we where can we find out what you're doing i can't bloody tell anyone anything these days can um, you not okay uh, i do have a, my own podcast with my good friend um matt hornby called yeah. music is everything um i hope we have you lovely lads on soon we can watch anime together <laughs> yeah um uh, uh, and talk about it more awesome um um, but yeah, we, I do that and I have a little Patreon and I, I um, do music and production on there and um, yeah, there's things on the horizon that will become apparent soon. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And there we have it. Top three anime from Andrew Grove. How did you find that, Matt? It was educational, it was mm. uh, confrontational, and mm. it was stimulating in the best possible way. Absolutely. I often didn't understand what on earth was going on, no. but I really enjoyed it all the, mo- all the less. Um, all the less, all the more. Um, Matthew, mm. we have socials, we and do. I want to know what people have been saying on mm. the socials. It's at 3MagicNumberPod on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks. Um, tell us what the people have been saying. What have we been talking, asking for this week for well, the top threes? We, our Tuesday top three this week, rent free, uh, thanks for asking, uh, um, is uh, I asked people what their top three desserts were. Not deserts. <gasps> not deserts. Desserts. No. Mm. Ooh, I do like a dessert. Um, I, right, yeah. I, I have a sweet tooth myself, an incredible sweet tooth, and I think you do as well. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, what should I? Mm. You want to give me yours first? Do you want to give me yours first? Uh, Or do you you want to wait till you've heard people's? No, 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 no. I want, I want people to know. Okay. Um, I want, I, I mean, a black forest gatto. Lovely. Oh, it's just divine. A banoffee pie. Absolutely love a banoffee pie. I mean. Is it too lame to say ice cream? No. I adore ice cream. I feel like ice cream should be in there, but that feels no. like it should be an entirely different top three. No, but, no, but... no. Ice, ice cream is one of those rare things that can make anybody happy. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's happy juice, sort of. Well, ice cream is so important to me that I'm going to have ice cream sure. for my picks. Okay. So there we go. Nice. Well, look, my three was um, New York cheesecake, a Bakewell tart, mm. and um, old school apple pie with custard and ice cream. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit cheeky. Yeah, Asking is. for custard and ice cream, I yeah. chuck you out the restaurant for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, cheer yourself. Deaf has gone apple strudel, cheesecake, mm-hmm. cheesecake, but with any sensible flavour. So none of that crazy, nonsensible flavours. Well, like 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 meat and pie flavour. <laughs> meat and pie. <laughs> sure. Why was that the first thing sure. that came to mind? Are you um, are you yeah. hu- are you hungry, Renfrey? By any chance? <laughs> Uh, and he's also gone for an, and I'm t- definitely going to say this wrong, an Alpha Jaw, which is an Argentinian biscuit. Uh, he says it's like a wagon wheel, but a five star version, which is is definitely got me because I love a I love bloody love a wagon wheel. 
Well, he's got me because I love the concept of a wagon wheel, but what frustrates me about the wagon wheel is all of the ingredients are cheap. But if you've got lovely marshmallow, mm. had a bit more of it, lovely oh, biscuit, yeah. lovely chocolate, mm-hmm. you're talking something special there. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, so there we go. Good. It's A-L-F-A-J-O-R-E. And Alpha Jaw, I think. Um, Ollie, Book me on a flight to Argentina. I think you Argentina. Just, I think you just get in the shit in the shop in the shit in the uh, shop <laughs> in the shit shop. Oh shops. yes, yeah. in the shit shop. Cool. Uh, Ollie Connors has gone a blondie, which is white chocolate and raspberry brownie. Uh, didn't know that. Oh, nice. Uh, panna cotta no, and uh, lemon drizzle cake, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. Kyle Finity has taken a leaf out of your book and just said ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Legend. Giant buffoon Adam Vallely has gone with. Treacle sponge and custard, brownies and thick cream, tramasu, dot, dot, dot. But I'll literally eat anything sweet. And uh, then Tom, Classic, Valley. And then Tom, yep. Tom Dare has said, uh, I'll eat anything sweet, eh? Title of your sex tape. <laughs> Tom Dare. Um, Fantastic. Tom B has gone mango sorbet, which is my eldest daughter's favourite dessert. I'll tell you what. I do love a mango sorbet. Or, well, just sorbet. Sorbet is... Go the, sorbet. The older I get, the older I get, the more I appreciate sorbet. I always used to think it was just, you know, ice cream's crappy cousin or something like that. But sorbet is absolutely beautiful. So when you're 90, when I come and visit you when you're 90, you'll be in a bath of lime sorbet having a lovely time. Absolutely, I will be, yeah. Um, so, lime, no, but... probably not. Uh, he's gone, so mango sorbet, panna cotta and my mum's chocolate mousse. My mum also used to make an an exceptional chocolate mousse love you mum oh okay uh, Tom Dare's actually chosen a sticky toffee pudding baklava and lemon drizzle cake uh huh fly of Icris 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 has gone baklava with pistachio ice cream that's classy that just sounds classy to me that seems like an intelligent mm. choice he's also gone toffee pecan roulade which sounds nice and Ooh, then and that's just, a great shout and then just tiramisu just classic tiramisu i'm very disappointed with the lack of black forest gateau so far come on people uh so uh, a friend of mine called uh, ian mogford has gone brownie with vanilla ice cream chocolate fondant and then he's just said third choice no pudding just another beer uh, sometimes um i'll just do a few more alexander bradley has gone apple crumble jam roly-poly oh yes and mm. um and cherry pie Exactly. I don't think that song's about pie, though, is it? Isn't it? What's it about? Don't tell us, Renfrey. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's about the ladies. Um, my lovely friend, Mum in Practice, uh, has gone Black Forest Gatto. There we go, Renfrey. Yeah! There we go. Uh, key Lime Pie which is a mm. and a really good vanilla ice cream. The only thing with key lime pie, mm. the difference between a good key lime pie and a bad key lime pie is so monumental. It's true. That's the only thing with it. But yeah, when you get a good one, it's exquisite. It's true. Uh, we have a bunch more. It's mainly tiramisu, sticky toffee puddings, but I just wanted to highlight one. Friend of the pod, Charlie Simmons, has, has gone with Deschum's chili ice cream, which I've never had, which I... <sighs> Apparently oh, nice. Charlie, that is a great shout. Yeah. yeah, no, it's absolutely gorgeous, actually. Yeah, chili chili and ice cream is a fantastic combination which yeah. needs to be uh, explored more, I think. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's, get on it. Claudia, whose uh, uh, Twitter handle is Rampant Hag, which I like, um, <laughs> has gone classic tiramisu, yep, classic yep. sticky toffee pudding, and yep. then she's chosen a pudding which I didn't know about, and I've since gone down a rabbit hole of excitement oh. because it just looks like the greatest dessert of all time 
which is okay. something called Queen of Puds. Right. And I'm just going to tell people, just Google pictures of Queen of Puds. Basically, it's look. It's kind of like a trifle meets a Victoria sponge with meringue and oh, lots of jam. It's just... My. It looks like the greatest dessert of all time. So, Claudia J slash Rampant Hag, you you have won. This is now going to be my new thing. Queen yes. of Queen of Puds. Yeah. It does look like a kind of cross between a trifon and a pavlova. Yeah. Sort of. Like a like a like a hot sort of jammy sponge cake with it does, does but, look good. but with like you know pavlova or kind of a trifle element it just looks amazing anyway thank you to everyone tuesday top threes are back baby oh yeah oh, it's making me hungry mm. all right um if you want to go onto our socials and check out any of that stuff add to the conversation that you can go to at three magic number pod matt we're back Hooray! It was lovely Hooray! hurrah uh, next week we are going to be talking to some guy called Stephen Hill. Oh. I don't, I've never really heard of him, but you know, apparently, apparently he's um, big in some quarters. Um, but yes, uh, come and join us for that next Monday. Uh, say cheerio, Matt. Cheerio, Matt. <laughs> cheerio, Matt.